This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Morning, friends of Radio Church. It's good to be with you again as the weather, we hope, settles and warms. And Dunedin is a lovely place when it's like that. So, welcome to worship. May you be blessed by it. I'm Donald Phillips of the Dunedin Methodist Parish. Vulnerable God, you challenge the powers that rule this world through the needy, through the compassionate, and those filled with longing. Make us hunger to see right prevail, single-minded and seeking peace, that we may see your face and be satisfied in you. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is uh, the beautiful words by Joy Cowdy and Render wrote the music. They're sung by the Orlando singers of Auckland, Jesus Come to Me. Let us pray. Somewhere a miracle occurs. 
A seed is sown in fertile ground, germinates, grows, ripens, and in due season will be harvested. Somewhere a miracle occurs. From the simplest of ingredients, flour and water, salt and yeast, kneaded and formed, daily bread. Somewhere a miracle occurs. Your word is sown in fertile ground, germinates, grows, fruits, and in due season will be harvested. Somewhere a miracle occurs, is the purest of ingredients, love, hope, and joy make broken lives whole. Bread of life. God of miracle. Provider of daily bread. Word of life and love. We offer you our thanks. God, help us to change. To change ourselves and to change your world. To know the need for it. To deal with the pain of it. To feel the joy of it. To undertake the journey without understanding the destination. The art of gentle revolution. Amen. Today's lesson from John's Gospel follows on from the one that some of you may have heard last week, the story of the feeding of the, the great crowd with bread. John chapter 6, verse 24. When the people saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into those boats and crossed to Capernaum to look for Jesus. When they found him on the other side, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, you are not looking for me because you have seen the signs, but because you had all the bread you wanted to eat. Do not work for food that cannot last, but work for food that endures to eternal life the kind of food the Son of Man is offering you. For on him the Father, God himself, has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do if we are to do the works that God wants? Jesus gave them this answer, This is working for God. You must believe in the one he has sent. So they said, What sign will you give us to show us that we should believe in you? What work will you do? Our fathers had manna in to eat in the desert. As Scripture says, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. 
Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. It is my Father who gives you the bread from heaven, the true bread. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread always. Jesus answered, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. And we come to a hymn about breaking bread. James Montgomery's hymn, sung by the Celebration Choir of Sheffield, be known to us in Breaking Bread. Sir, they said, give us that bread always. In the name of God, Amen. Bread, surely one of the earliest and still most commonly used symbols in our or any language. What memories it brings back. Especially the smell of it. The warm smell of new-baked bread. When you go to the supermarket, you're overwhelmed by the choices you have. Do you sometimes try a new brand 
Or is bread one of the things you don't change? It's a view held widely by historians now that it was bread that led to the beginnings of community, town, urban life. The discovery, at last, of a type of wheat that could be domesticated, not a wild plant. And as long ago as the 5th century before Jesus, there were baker's shops in the city of Athens. In Jesus' world, it was the women who made the bread from the flour they had milled. It's estimated they probably spent two, even three hours each day in pretty hard labour making the bread to feed the family. They used slabs of stale bread in medieval times as plates. And after the meal was over, the bits were fed to the dogs. It's not so long, really, in history's progress since the importation of wheat from the colonies to England, by England, cemented the ties of empire. There's so much history in a loaf of bread. Maybe shaped like a burger these days, but it's still the same staple food. Certainly part of the imagery of the Bible, the word bread or words relating to bread are used hundreds of occasions. It represents that basic human need, the satisfying of our physical hunger. And when Jesus offered his disciples a short, simple prayer, model prayer, he included it as the image for summing up our relationship with God. Our very first need in that relationship is bread, enough for a day at a time. But that need is set alongside another, our need for a relationship with God, so close to us that we can call that God Father, even Abba, the most intimate of family words for a father. How do we care for ourselves? How do we ensure our daily bread and at the same time do the will of God. Both of these are essential to our relationship with God. And we don't have to starve to do God's will. It's the mark of the mature human being to make choices, deliberate choices, taking our world and ourselves into account, being objective, but in a spirit of generosity and hope, not greed nor fear. 
We are living in times of change, hardly needs to be said, climate change in particular. How we respond to such change will decide our fate as humans, whether we even have a future. There's a World Climate Change Conference being held in Glasgow. The overuse of fossil fuels is, is a major contributor to climate change. It seems self-evident. But then, what about fire and flood and extreme weather? They're commonplace too. But will we be sure that the world powers will be prepared to make the choices that are justified at this present time, this critical time. Because those choices may involve sacrifice. And world powers don't like that option. A few years back, there was a film called, named Wall Street. And one of its leading Parts, the actor says, greed is good. And I can think of maybe more than one world leader who has lived that idea throughout his life. And I look at another of the world's wealthiest individuals spending billions on a brief journey into space. And maybe that's an innovative adventure, but it seems as much to be an illustration of greed. What is the choice that Jesus offers us? It is that we have to draw a line between putting the love of God into action and our pursuit of material success is it? Are they absolutely at odds with each other? Jesus said you can't serve both God and mammon. How do we respond? John Wesley suggested earn all you can, save all you can, give all you can. Makes sense, doesn't it? So bread is such a good symbol. How much more realistic would our future be, how much more secure, if we remember Jesus' prayer to have enough bread for each day? Because to have enough is to live well. To make the decision to follow Christ's way requires at least this of us, that in the future and in his name we make good decisions, not only for ourselves, but for our communities. When those world leaders meet in Glasgow, they may feel constrained to simply protect their own country's interests. We need them to make decisions that may save the world. That's their challenge and choice, and we have choices too, all the time, 
to follow the way of Jesus of Nazareth, not in terms of power or authority, but in terms of love and peace. The choice is ours. Peace, not greatness. Peace that is simple. Amen. Let's pray for others. For agriculturists and engineers seeking to improve farming methods to bring water to thirsty land. Help those who are learning unfamiliar skills. Give patience to those sharing such knowledge. May the people and countries most needing help and experience have the priority. We pray for politicians and public servants engaged in the administration of the systems that enable food and resources to be shared around the world. Help all negotiations between sovereign states share a vision of peace and constructive development. We pray for our own country, knowing that in a world so torn and distressed, we live in a place of relative peace and plenty. We particularly remember those millions overseas caught up in the trammels of COVID-19. May good sense prevail when ignorance threatens to derail health initiatives. May strength and support go to those in the front line, overwhelmed by the demands of the suffering. We pray for young people engaged in education, but without possibly the certainty there will be available to them the employment they hope for, or for which they have been trained. May their future be foremost in the minds of those planning the making of a better world. And as Jesus taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us the wrong we have done as we forgive those who have wronged us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. 
And we end with a hymn by the words by Shirley Murray, the music by Colin Gibson. It's sung by the Wellington City Songsters. For everyone born, a space at the table. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and fellowship in the Holy Spirit be with you and with all of us, today and always. Amen. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.